Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Crushing Real Estate with Brian Pham, where we interview real estate professionals around the industry. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the show and leave a very positive review. We release an episode every single Sunday, so stay tuned. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Crushing It in Real Estate. This week we have Austin. Austin is an Airbnb operator in Las Vegas, specializing in large groups and high-end homes. At the start of 2020, he'll be hosting more than 2,500 guests per month over 25 properties. That's awesome, man. Austin, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Brian. Happy to be here. Definitely, dude. Hey, Austin, can you kind of walk us through how you got into real estate and this whole thing? Yeah. So um, I guess my claim to fame is something like 11 years ago, mm-hmm. um, I heard of a book called 4-Hour Workweek mm-hmm. when I was running like a venture-backed tech firm and uh, deeply unhappy. So mm-hmm. I quit my job. I moved to the beach. I uh, started working harder to make more time than, than make money. Mm-hmm. And um, I accomplished that. So I made a six-figure income, traveled the world uh, while working uh, for less hours a week. And I did that for about eight years. Dude, that's awesome, um, man. So um, I got bored. I tried to do some more startups, failed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just uh, asked myself, what is the, the best way to make money without working? Mm-hmm. Um, so at that time, I met a gentleman by the name of Scott Shadford, who uh, uh, owns a company now called AirDNA. At that time, he was mm-hmm. the biggest Airbnb in Santa Monica, California. Mm-hmm. And, um, and he turned me on to the idea of, uh, in his case, he was leasing and uh, re-renting homes. Mm-hmm. So he was just starting this company that was a data research company. And he provided me data of all the Airbnb revenue and occupancy data mm-hmm. nationwide, broken down by zip code. Uh, and number of bedrooms. I cross-referenced that against the um, MLS data on housing values of what's mm-hmm. around and uh, looked at uh, where Airbnb was not illegal to do mm-hmm. and um, and found a couple different spots to do it. Um, Napa Valley adjacent, uh, Indio and Palm Springs area, uh, Las Vegas, Nashville, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. When I did a deeper dive uh, and started looking at homes for sale and then starting to engage people in those different locales to help me evaluate those homes, mm-hmm. um, uh, Vegas became the best fit. I found somebody, found an agent. I found um, somebody on the ground to help me uh, who had some Airbnb experience to look at a property. They mm-hmm. um, found the first home and we got into escrow and um, uh, the day that I first saw the home, uh, mm-hmm. I wired the final payment and then I drove out to Vegas with all my stuff in my car and, and I moved into this home, mm-hmm. um, seeing it for the first time. So <laughs> it was my first foray into real estate. I had zero experience. I found some people on Craigslist to do remodeling. Mm-hmm. Um, I had zero experience in that and, uh, did a, uh, one and a half month, uh, $90,000 remodel mm-hmm. that um, was like from the ground up and mm-hmm. um, started renting it in March 2017. Mm-hmm. And um, it performed exceptionally well. And, mm-hmm. and then uh, at the end of 2017, I got 
two more properties. Dude, that's awesome, man. Yeah. I think you bring up a really good point too, because I think most people out there that are real estate investors, they can't, they tend to be like, like analysis paralysis and they scared themselves before doing it. But you're the type of guy that would just hop right into it, man. And you made it work. So props <laughs> to that, dude. Yeah. For better or worse. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like it's working out really well for you. So congrats. Thank you. Um, so what kind of challenges did you face as an Airbnb operator, operator at the very beginning? Like, What kind of hardships did you face and how did you overcome them? So I, uh, we specialize in big group high end. Our average group size is 12, uh, mm-hmm. but it goes, the most I've hosted in a single home is 24. Mm-hmm. Um, previous to this experience, I had Airbnb a room out in my two bedroom apartment in LA. Um, and I would, you know, live there as people would come and, and, and rent that single room. Mm-hmm. This experience was entirely different. Um, uh, first of all, Vegas is a completely different beast. You have to be very careful in Vegas. Um, mm-hmm. To that end, I leveraged my tech experience, um, did a ton of geeking out on smart home appliances, and um, basically made a security fortress in our home where we can monitor and shut down parties uh, when they happened. Um, previous to this, I had an internet marketing company, mm-hmm. so I leveraged my um, my email and an analytics experience to. Uh, pre-qualify guests to identify if they are intending on having a party or going mm-hmm. to be bad guests before they even came in, mm-hmm. scare away the ones that didn't. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and finally, um, in the context of Vegas, like uh, it's a kind of a short-term minded uh, city. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for obvious reasons, because it's centered around gambling. So a lot of the uh, workforce can be, very different than I was used to experiencing in Los Angeles and, and Silicon Valley, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I've had people try to extort me. I've had people rob from me. I've had people text me photos of automatic weapons saying that they're going to shoot up my places. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's been um, a wild ride. Yeah. So um, the challenges that I faced, I think were, uh, were unique to this exact business model, which is uh, Vegas plus big groups. You know, if you're in Vegas and you're dealing with a two-bedroom place, you're not going to have those uh, those problems. Mm-hmm. Or if you have a, a a big place, but you're not in Vegas, you're also not going to have this as mm-hmm. much. You know what I mean? So, yeah. it's that unique combination that has uh, presented unique challenges. <laughs> That's pretty crazy, dude. I never thought like an Airbnb host will get like pictures of automatic weapons, all that stuff. It's crazy, man. Yeah, <laughs> Vegas, uh, man. <laughs> Vegas, dude. Um, do you have any technology or apps or things that you incorporate into your Airbnb rentals to make it more automated and easier for you to manage? Yes, absolutely. We have a ton of software and that software has able, has helped us amplify the effectiveness of our team. Mm -hmm. Um, with the volume that we're doing, we still only have a team of, uh, three, um, outsourced people and three people on the ground. So, um, so we use Slack for team communications. Mm -hmm. Uh, there's a channel per home and there's, uh, yeah, there's a ton of channels. We were on Trello for project management, but we kind of outgrew that. And now we're using something called monday.com for project Mm -hmm. management. Mm -hmm. Um, we have, uh, uh, numerous software for, uh, for property management. Mm-hmm. And 
for property management, a lot of custom made software. I'm a software engineer by trade. So okay. custom software for uh, concierge services, such as um, text to text message to Slack uh, interfaces and mm-hmm. uh, for algorithmic pricing, um, et cetera, et cetera. So it, we're very, very software driven. As far as mm-hmm. smart home stuff, we're employing the Nest Google Nest suite of products. So mm-hmm. we have Nest Cams, uh, noise monitoring, Google Homes in every room. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have Philips Hue lights, et cetera. So mm-hmm. if we do have problems, um, we are able to quote unquote shut down the home. We can turn off the lights, we can turn off the Wi-Fi, mm-hmm. we can have the voice of God emanate from all of the Google <laughs> Homes at the same time. It yeah. says, please be quiet. Um, mm-hmm. and and we have uh, numerous people monitoring and, and working on all of these various tools. Mm-hmm. That's awesome, man. That's really good to hear. Um, a lot of good technologies that you just brought up and a lot of smart home technologies also. Um, one thing that makes me kind of curious as well is that we both understand for Airbnb, it could be a little bit very um, competitive per se. Um, do you do anything creative to increase your ROI? Maybe, you know, do you have like special board games inside a house? Do you have special games? That way um, people kind of gravitate your to, towards your listening. Um, do you do anything creative in that aspect? We do have things like board games and whatnot, but that's mm-hmm. um, not really what we are about. Um, mm-hmm. So given our niche, we have, I think on average, between 12 and uh, 16 beds in every home. Oh, wow. um, and they fit very comfortably even in homes where uh, there are five bedrooms. So we got five to eight bedroom homes. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we do uh, an excellent job at uh, purpose making the home through remodeling uh, to fit the needs of Airbnb. For example, uh, to fit the needs of our niche demographic. For example, um, Airbnbers don't need big walk in closets. So we will. Um, repurpose uh, closet space and um, and maneuver walls to maximize uh, the size of bedrooms or bedroom counts. You know, mm-hmm. um, um, the smart home stuff is also a big draw. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone likes to have music in their mm-hmm. in their home, uh, but but we're able to have music blast from simultaneous across all speakers using that's Google awesome. Home. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, that's been a big draw. Mm-hmm. Um, mostly though, I think it's our, uh, design aesthetic that, that we, uh, have been promoting. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not the most, we're not the highest in revenue generation, mm-hmm. but we are by far the highest in profitability. Um, there are homes that are mega mansions that are seven figures in value that mm-hmm. certainly generate you know, much more revenue than us, mm-hmm. but at the price range we're acquiring at, um, there's not, uh, there's no one, no one close to the kind of returns that we we've been producing. That's awesome, man. That's really good to hear. And also, want to point out for our listeners that you br- you do bring up some really great points. Is that when you're running when you're running an Airbnb business, you want to understand the demographics of where you are, understand like what kind of what will your guests be looking for? And in your case, you know, you realize that, you know, being in Vegas, people want bigger like bedroom space and whatnot. 
Um, but this will definitely vary from market to market. So I highly recommend for our listeners to kind of do research on your, on your particular market to kind of you know, get the guess that you desire. Um, so a lot of good points you just brought up. I guess, um, can you kind of walk us through like one of your best Airbnb rentals and one of your worst ones and what, what made the best one the best and what made the worst one the worst? Uh, um, <laughs> huh, um, we have four different types of uh, clients come in. Um, mm-hmm. Businessmen, mm-hmm. Uh, parties, families, <laughs> and uh, sports teams. Mm-hmm. Um, by far the worst are the, uh, the families and by far the best are the businessmen. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you would be surprised to know that the parties, the people coming here for bachelor birthday, bachelorette parties, uh, wedding parties, those are, um, usually, uh, very simple and and pain free. Mm -hmm. Um, the families like Thanksgiving was our nightmare because, Mm -hmm. um, you have, a large number of uh, very picky, tend to be older people come in that are relatively new to Airbnb, mm-hmm. um, and they simultaneously demand the um, how do you call it? Maybe uh, the quality or amenities of a hotel, mm-hmm. um, and all the fixings of their own home. Oh, wow. So, for example, we had a guest uh, demand a reef you know, a substantial refund um, because we were missing a turkey baster and an extra casserole dish and (laughs) so on and so forth. And uh, which is absolutely ridiculous because we do provide far and beyond more than your normal Airbnb. I -hmm. mean, we actually had a casserole dish. We just missing a second one, apparently, Um, you know, and, um, and unfortunately we just have to deal with that. You know, Uh, um, we provide a very high level of service. uh, If, Uh if, guests tell us what what they're looking for Mm -hmm. um we go and get them like today we had a group come in and um we have a pack and play crib for children for 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 infants but i guess their kid is uh as as a toddler not an infant or i don't know what the distinction is but older Mm -hmm. and doesn't fit in that pack and play so we went in out to walmart and bought another one for for them specifically you know Mm -hmm. um it's just that um Families just tend to be more demanding. Now, in so far, as far as uh, our best guests, well, we have a lot of returning guests. I think many of our guests uh, recognize that we provide a superior level of service, especially if they've been to any other Airbnbs. Like, um, we kind of go out of our way to provide an excellent service. Mm-hmm. So we have a lot of returning business guests that come for uh, various conventions, CES, NFR, um, AWS, like all the different acronyms. Um, yeah. But I, but if you really want to give the very best scenario, it would be, uh, um, I like to say, Japanese businessmen. You walk in uh, after they leave and you don't even know someone was there. They made their beds perfectly. Uh, they washed all the dishes. Um, everything's put together and it's just, it's incredible how uh, easy of a cleaning job it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, Definitely, dude. Yeah. When when I went to Japan, it was the exact same thing. I'm like, wow, it's so neat in this Airbnb in Japan, dude. Yeah. Right, it is, yeah. And then, uh, so those that's the generals. But man, I have an incredible amount of stories uh, about Vegas Airbnbs. Um, a lot, <laughs> yeah. Funny. So that was a bad one. <laughs> a bad one. Yeah. Um, 
Well, I had a group come in that said uh, they're here for business. Um, <laughs> I get a call at 1 a.m. from a neighbor saying that people are howling uh, at you know at the moon, and <laughs> we check the cameras, um, and then uh, you know we call them, and upon checkout we discover it was a group of uh, guys who are um, furries. You know what furries are? Mm, an orgy kind of thing. They're 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 people that dress up in uh, animal outfits and okay. have a good time uh, okay. with each other. Um, <laughs> so you know they had a drinking slash sex game written on the whiteboard. Wow! And um, yeah, you, you can use your imagination. So uh, <laughs> that was a really uh, challenging and kind of gross cleaning. Um, situation we had to throw away a lot of the linens because they were um brown no god wow that's crazy (laughs) yeah um but that's man we've got i've got all kinds of stories uh playboy cardi just shot a music video at our one of our homes unbeknownst to us (laughs) we didn't we had to find out through security cams that he did that Mm -hmm. um but that's you know we get all sorts of things (laughs) that's awesome man I guess um, I want to ask a little bit more questions about Airbnb regulations. Um, so here in the Bay Area, you can't technically rent it out for more than three months a year. I was wondering what kind of regulations do you face in Vegas per se? Do you guys have owner like do you have to be owner occupied in your most of your units, or what's the regulation like in Vegas? There are three areas in three municipalities in Vegas mm-hmm. um, that are even remotely near the Strip. Mm-hmm. Um, Las Vegas City, which is what is frequently known as like downtown or old town Vegas. Mm-hmm. Um, Clark County, which is unincorporated Clark County, which is what everyone knows as Vegas proper. And Henderson, which is to the south. Mm-hmm. In uh, Las Vegas City, there is the owner-occupied requirement. We don't have any properties there. Mm-hmm. In Henderson, there are very favorable regulations. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just a licensing and tax thing. Mm-hmm. And in Clark County, there are no real... There is... Um, no specific regulation for or against, but uh, short-term rentals under 30 days is prohibited by zoning. Mm-hmm. So, um, and we circumvent that through lawyers, basically. Okay. Yeah. That's good to know. All right, man. I guess for the next segment of this podcast, we want to talk more about you. So what are your long-term and short-term goals with Airbnb rentals? Um, well, I think that, uh, next year we're poised to be the largest operator of, uh, Airbnbs by guest volume in Las Vegas. Mm -hmm. Uh, thank you. And we've been growing at a rate of, um, about, uh, three to four X revenue per year. Wow. Um, we've doubled in size in the past four months. Mm -hmm. So um, we're growing extraordinarily rapidly. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the short term, it would be to <clears throat> maintain this exponential gro- growth um, and see if we can um, capture more of this this market here. Mm-hmm. Um, we believe that Clark County is going to legalize with favorable regulations in first or second quarter of mm-hmm. Vegas of 2020. So in that context, we're hoping to get in before. Mm-hmm. Um, that tied, and um, in terms of long-term mm-hmm. goals, it would just be 
man, I haven't even had a pause to think about <laughs> long-term goals. Um, but you know, we'll see. Yeah. I, no, no specific long-term goals right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. No worries, man. We'll ask you again, probably in the future, one of the future podcast shows. That'd be great to follow yeah. up, dude. Yeah, definitely. Hey, so what is your biggest source of motivation? Why are you, why are you doing the stuff you do? We want to understand like, what drives you. What wakes you up every morning? Uh, what wakes me up every morning is a bunch of notifications on my phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, <clears throat> so, um, I think I'm I'm different than a lot of uh, entrepreneurs. I don't really have a um, a like school book quote for you on what drives me. Um, I've I've made money before and I've made a lot of time before. So I've experienced uh, both of those things. And um, right now I am immensely enjoying certain aspects of this business, particularly construction. I'm learned. We just started a construction company a couple of months ago. Nice. We're now self-performing all of our own construction. And that, that aspect fascinates me to no end. Um, mm-hmm. I think it is a core aspect of the human experience to build a shelter mm-hmm. for oneself and, and to do that more efficiently is just something that I'm really interested in doing more of, you know, mm-hmm. um, providing, Ultimately, I'm in the business of hospitality, and we make a lot of people really, really happy, especially when we exceed their expectations. Mm-hmm. That that is certainly um, you know a micro motivation that mm-hmm. that I get to experience on a on a daily basis. That's really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been able to um, help people who um, find jobs that they love to do and are really good at, and been paying them uh, much better than they were making before, and that that definitely motivates me as well. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's, um, I had someone really smart tell me that there are uh, three key ingredients to um, mm-hmm. the perfect job. Mm-hmm. It, you're good at it. Um, you love doing it and it pays you well. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I, this has all three and I, I think that's all the motivation I need right now. That's awesome, man. That's, that's really good insight to how you think, you know. Um, you're, you're very driven by the quality of your work which is absolutely a great sign of being a strong entrepreneur. Um, there's a lot of entrepreneurs out there that, you know, they kind of just rush through things, want to make a lot of money. For you, I feel like you take a pause. You're like, okay, I want to do a great job. I want to be the best service. You know, I want to make sure the person staying in my Airbnb has the best experience. And um, that's great, man. I commend you for that, dude. Awesome. Thank you. Of course, dude. Hey, what kind of advice would you give someone just starting out as an Airbnb operator? Um, I think you hit the nail on the head there. Um, providing a strong guest experience is key in Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Um, can't tell you the number of experiences that I've personally had staying at Airbnbs, uh, you know, in many different countries in the world, mm-hmm. as well as me walking through, um, a lot of hosts, uh, Airbnbs here in Vegas and, mm-hmm in LA and in Joshua tree and, you know, on the West side, mm-hmm. um, where hosts have their own built in assumptions on what, uh, they think guests want, mm-hmm. but, um, it is not necessarily, uh, what the market demands. Um, and I think that there are certain key elements that, um, any savvy 
uh, traveler pays attention to, mm-hmm. you know, for business guys, is it, is the Wi-Fi fast? Is there somewhere to work? Is there somewhere to plug in? You know, mm-hmm. is there coffee, you know, mm-hmm. um, for families? Can I, uh, is this place clean? Can I cook? You know, mm-hmm. is it safe for my kids? You know, um, for people like I'm kind of going through my categories for people partying, you know, mm-hmm. is, um, can they help me get into clubs? Can I, can they, um, you know, can I get a good Instagram shot? You know, like, yeah. uh, can I play music here? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I understanding your market and, mm-hmm. um, not operating from a basis of assumptions mm-hmm. about your own personal experience. And to that end, you know, diversifying your own design tastes and aesthetics, uh, mm-hmm. because frankly, a lot of people that start off, I think, uh, are newbies to design and, and I certainly was, and you know, now I feel like I've leveled up because I've done it so many times, you know? Mm-hmm. So just, uh, not starting with the assumptions and, and understanding your market better. Definitely, man. I have a question regarding that. Do you customize your Airbnb based off <clears throat> who's renting your units? Did you like, or do you kind of have different categories for different um, properties that you own how um how do you what do you mean by that <clears throat> so i was wondering like if if i book an airbnb on like one of your properties and i tell you that hey i'm just there to party would you purposely you know create a more like a party scene in that airbnb or how would you kind of tailor tailor that or no uh we don't custom make experiences okay. for people that is um mm-hmm. too intensive uh what we do is we purpose make the home itself from a, from a construction standpoint mm-hmm. and from a design standpoint to service uh, large groups and for, um, and to create different zones of experience. So like mm-hmm. uh, most of our homes have two or more living rooms mm-hmm. and um, it's important to take the energy of a large group and spread that out over space. If you have everybody gathered in one space and they can't, uh, go into a qu- more quiet area or separate mm-hmm. themselves from the group, mm-hmm. then you tend to find those homes that have that situation mm-hmm. always are more messy, always are, uh, get a lot more damage always, you know, yeah. it's like, there's like, they're a net energy of a, of a group and you need to spread it out, you know? Yeah. So yeah. yeah. In, in other words, we don't customize to every individual group, but we'd certainly customize our homes for our niche. That's awesome, man. With that being said, have you ever been in a situation where a guest like heavily damaged your house and you had to go to insurance and things <clears throat> all that stuff? Yeah, the most damage that we've had was a group that came for uh, New Year's last year mm-hmm. and they set fireworks in the backyard and it <laughs> melted our neighbor's palm tree Wow! Uh, or set it on fire and then it, that fire melted our pool equipment. Helicopter came over and it dumped water on the palm tree and it produced something like $8,000 of damage or something. Um, and yes, uh, Airbnb's host guarantee was a champ. Uh, we had video footage of the whole thing. Um, the guests never even returned a call from Airbnb or us. So yeah, it, Airbnb took care of it. It's awesome, man. It's great to hear that Airbnb does that. And that's a lot of fear that new Airbnb operators have. It's like, Hmm, Will Airbnb be able to cover our damages? But there we go. Uh, the answer is generally no, actually. <laughs> um, but you have to know what you're 
doing and you have to have an ample amount of evidence. Yeah. There may be almost always will side with the guest. Okay. So that's good. Yeah. So it's good to set up a camera security around your property to make sure that you document everything. Uh, yeah, it is uh, important to us. We get a lot of uh, questions and sometimes complaints about it, but mm -hmm. you know, it's part of, it's part of working in Vegas. If, um, yeah, I also believe that people uh, act more human when they <laughs> believe that someone is possibly watching them. Yeah. You know? um, so, so I, I have the feeling that uh, um, I have more than the feeling. I know that people behave differently when there is a camera versus there isn't. Definitely. And, um, and I wish that I didn't have to do this, but you know, frankly, like I said, it's Vegas. Yeah. You know? <laughs> if I were a guest, I'd be like, okay, this is weird to have, uh, you know, the cameras are pointed at exits and entryways. So it's not like they're invasion, invasion of privacy. Uh -huh. We don't have any cameras in bedrooms or I mean, we don't do anything like that. Mm -hmm. Um, but there is a camera monitoring people coming in and out, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, if I were to go in Airbnb, I would feel weird about that because that's the context of me knowing that I'm a good guest. Right. Mm -hmm. But unfortunately we just have bad guests sometimes. And, and, uh, sometimes we are not clued into it because the guests deceive us in, um, mm -hmm. you know, telling us what they're coming here for, you know? Mm -hmm. So, um, it's just in preservation of our investment in our home. Mm -hmm. Um, we have to have something like that. You know? Definitely, man. That's, that's some really good advice and tips. So I appreciate that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hey, um, as we're reaching the last segment of the podcast, do you have any favorite book, podcasts, or other mediums you draw inspiration from? Uh, no. <laughs> it's okay, man. It feels like you're self-motivator. You're super uh, sorry, I don't. It's okay. <laughs> you're, you're a doer, so way more important awesome man um so i guess the last question is how can our guests reach out more reach out to you learn out more and learn more about you um so i think we found each other through a facebook group called ahn asian hustle network mm -hmm. um you guys can reach me at uh well my email is austin a-u-s-t-i-n at airrei.com it's a boring company name it stands for air real estate investment mm -hmm. so um, austinairrei.com is the easiest and best way. Awesome, man. Hey, Austin, thank you so much for being on the show, man. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. No problem, dude.